Hi guys and welcome back to the Female Fitness Podcast. I am your host Danny, and it's great to be back recording. As most of you will probably know if you follow me on Instagram, I've been away in Canada for a couple of weeks and I got back on Saturday. So I'm currently a little bit jet lagged, but I thought I'd just come on here and catch up with you all, talk to you about my trip, talk to you about some plans and things moving forwards and some takeaways as well from my time away and a little bit of an insight into how I've gone about that from the perspective of running my own business and being a coach as well. So got back on Saturday. It was the most incredible trip I've ever been on in my entire life. And I was just blown away. Every place we visited was just surreal and for those of you who follow me on Instagram you'll have seen a fair few pictures and videos from my time in Canada and they looked incredible but the pictures and videos don't even touch the sides on how unreal it was in person. I was just blown away And I'm so incredibly grateful to have had the opportunity to go on a trip like that to Canada. I just can't even put it into words. And it has done me the absolute world of good. So the reason I went to Canada in the first place is my sister went out to Canada earlier this year to work there for a season on a lodge on Vancouver Island. And she did a six month season. After the season was over, she has been traveling and I met her for the first part of that traveling stint. And then my mum joined us after a week. So I was there for two weeks. My mum joined us for the second week. And my sister's friend, Catherine from the lodge, who she worked with, also joined us for the second week as well. My mum is still out there and my mum gets back in a few days and then my sister comes back in November she's coming back for the winter and then she's going back out next year for a second season at the lodge so we sort of use the opportunity while she's out there to all go to Canada together and it it was just nothing short of incredible we started in Vancouver We stayed there for a few nights whilst we were in Vancouver. My best friend has also recently just moved out to Canada. She's living in Vancouver at the moment. So I met up with her for a couple of nights with my sister as well. And we did Capilano Suspension Bridge, which was incredible. We went to some amazing restaurants. The highlight for me was a Thai restaurant that we went to and we had Pad Thai honestly the most incredible pad thai I've ever had in my entire life and um, we went to a ramen restaurant which was also incredible in Vancouver so if anyone is visiting they are my two recommendations if you drop me a DM I can send you the actual restaurants that we went to we spent a few days in Vancouver then hired a car and we drove to Whistler Whistler 
was probably my favorite place that we went to on the whole taking everything into account like the town itself as well as the surrounding areas and the places that we actually visited in Whistler so the town itself in Whistler is like a Disney village it's so cute the buildings like little Disney buildings and most of the town centre is pedestrianised. So there's no cars driving through. There's just cute restaurants, bars, coffee shops. And everyone is so lovely. Also some nice shops over there as well. And in the surrounding areas, there's some incredible hikes. Two highlights for me were Lost Lake and Cheekmas Lake and Hike that accompanied that. And we just had the most incredible time there. And I have so many amazing memories from spending time with my sister. And being out in nature is one of my favorite things in the entire world. So this was the trip for me, essentially. And it is exactly how I personally recharge my batteries, being out in nature, exploring, being active, it was just my kind of trip down to an absolute T. So that was Whistler. Like I said, Whistler was my favorite place. We then drove to Kamloops, which was just a stopover place. We met my mom in Kamloops as well. And when we got to Kamloops, I ran my first 16K, which I was really nervous for and I didn't know whether I was going to be able to do it because of the amount of walking and hiking we were doing in Canada I was trying to stay on top of my half marathon training whilst we were there and I have done which I'm so proud of myself for but I knew how difficult that run was going to be because I had blisters my legs and my feet were already aching, but I just wanted to get it done. And I was so proud of myself because it was my hardest run yet. I pushed through. It was my furthest distance at that time. Come on to that in a second. And I did it in at a decent pace, felt quite comfortable, felt like I could have carried on running. So I was really proud of myself for getting that done because honestly, after the road trip, it was about four hours in the car. I didn't really feel like going on a run at all. We all have those days. We are all human. And that was one of those days for me where I just did not want to go for my run. But I forced myself to do it. I said to myself, look, when we get there, just rip the Band-Aid off. Go out, see how you feel. If you really can't do it, then pull back and turn back. But just at least get yourself out the door and give it a shot. I did. I felt better for doing so. I got it done. And I got to see some incredible sights in Kamloops as well. I ran along a river and went down to this sort of rocky beach area, saw people doing loads of outdoorsy stuff. I saw some people playing baseball. Um, I saw a man walking a cat on a lead. And it, I just think running is such an incredible way of exploring a place. And it allows you to see so much that you probably wouldn't see on foot because you're able to cover a much larger distance in a shorter period of time. So I'm so glad I went for that run. And I felt so proud of myself. Honestly, before I started this half marathon training, I didn't know 
how I would feel running the longer distances. And I didn't quite believe that I was capable of doing it. But now I'm doing it. And I'm so proud of myself. I've obviously crept my distance up gradually over time. I've been following a structured running training program for the half marathon. And I'm loving it. I'm loving it so much. And it just feels really good to work towards a goal again in a healthy way in comparison to obviously when I ended my time bodybuilding, I was striving towards a very extreme goal in an unhealthy way. My relationship with that goal was not so positive at the end and it was potentially problematic in some ways, maybe a little bit disordered, you could say, but it just feels so good to set a goal again in a healthy way where I know that I have a good relationship with it. I know that I'm not dependent upon it. I know that I'm not masking anything via setting a goal. I'm just doing it because I was really enjoying the training style and I wanted a goal to work towards. And it just feels so great to push myself again. So I'm really excited for the half marathon. It's in about a month's time now. And when I got back, which was on Saturday, I knew the next day. So Sunday, I had an 18K planned. Again, I didn't quite know whether I was going to be capable of running 18K on Sunday because I was very jet lagged Saturday, felt extremely delirious. And I woke up on Sunday very tired as well. So my mindset going into that 18K run was very much, I'm going to go, I'm going to see how I feel. If I'm struggling, I will allow myself to stop because I'm jet lagged. I have had I think I was traveling for probably about 14 hours on Saturday, actually maybe 16 hours because I had a two hour coach journey before getting to the airport. So yes, 16 odd hours I was traveling for on the Saturday plus the time difference. Being realistic with myself, I knew there was a possibility that I wouldn't be able to do that 18K run, but went into it, actually felt really good, ended up running 18K. It ended up feeling really good I could have carried on running and my pace was decent as well. So that's obviously about 4K off a half marathon distance. And I did it and I'm feeling really good about the half marathon now. So I'm actually looking forward to it. I'm so proud of myself and I just can't get over the fact I'm running distances that I wouldn't have thought that I was even capable of doing a few months ago. So yeah, just backing myself a little bit with that. And I have still been resistance training alongside that, but less frequently, especially whilst I was away in Canada. I did two resistance training sessions in total, and I did two runs a week. So that was what I did whilst I was away. I obviously allowed myself to take a little bit of a step back. The two resistance training sessions were very gentle with minimal kit in hotel gyms as you can probably imagine. So it was nothing record breaking. And the only reason I did the second resistance training session was because it was a really rainy day. So me, my mom, my sister, and Catherine, the girl who was staying with us, all just had some time to ourselves on that day where it was really rainy and had a bit of a steadier day in comparison to the other days where we were doing activities, hikes, going to see waterfalls, all of these things. So that was just a day where I thought, you know what, I've got the time. I feel like moving my body. 
So I did a little bit of a hotel gym session, really enjoyed it, but it was nothing crazy at all. And I don't feel a single ounce of guilt for having that rest whilst I was away. I feel very good for it. And this is something that I'm saying to my clients all the time. There's no one size fits all in terms of the approach you should take with training whilst you're away. It's important to tune in with your own wants and needs and do what is right for you as an individual at that moment in time. And what's right for you on one occasion, on one holiday, might look very different to what's right for you on another holiday that you go on. Depending on where you are, what you're doing, who you're with, what your schedule is, how you feel when you go on that holiday. And it's so important not to compare yourself to anybody else. If training feels like a burden, if it feels like it's something that is going to take away from your holiday experience, then I would recommend resting. If it is something that in the moment when when you're on holiday, you feel like, actually, I really want to move my body right now out of a place of self-respect, not from a place of punishment, then there's nothing wrong with training. If that's going to make you feel good and if it's going to add to your holiday experience rather than taking away from it, there's nothing wrong with giving yourself permission to train. It's all about doing what's right for you and just making sure that you're not doing it from a place of punishment or trying to burn off calories or stay as lean as possible. Because if it is for those reasons, it does indicate that you've got some work to do with your relationship with exercise and potentially your relationship with food and body image as well and if that's you please don't hesitate to drop me a message because I'm happy to chat about it I've been there before myself where I've needed to work on those things I've taken so many clients through that process of improving their relationship with exercise food and their bodies it's such a rewarding process to go through when you get out the other end it will literally transform your life It has done for me. It has done for so many of my clients. And there is never any judgment from me whatsoever. If you're struggling with those things, there is no shame in that. You're human. And I would put a bet on it that about 90% of women at least have struggled with those things at some point in their life. It is nothing to be ashamed of. And I want you to know that you're not alone. And I'm here to help you if you need that help. Um, so please don't message me. Don't hesitate to message me if that is you. My inbox is always open genuinely. So yeah, I did two sessions, a few runs in the run-up to a half marathon training. Everything felt really good. And after going back to the Canada sort of schedule and what we did, after we stayed in Kamloops for the night, we then drove to Jasper. And Jasper was also incredible. The highlight of Jasper for me was Whistler Mountain, which is very confusing because it's in Jasper, but Whistler Mountain, the summit was my highlight. Although basically we, you have to get um, a chairlift. Is it called a chairlift? You have to get like a chairlift. They called it a flight, but like a chairlift up the mountain about halfway And then you walk the rest up to the top of the summit of Whistler Mountain. So me, my mom, my sister, my sister's friend all got in this chairlift 
up Whistler Mountain. My sister had said to us that it was a kilometer walk. She did not say it was a hike. We got there and <laughs> it was very steep. So we were all there wearing trainers. The floor was super stiff, stiff, slippy and we're hiking this mountain. And my sister had told us that we were doing a kilometer walk. So we were all very unprepared. My sister was carrying a handbag. And safe to say I was pretty embarrassed because <laughs> I never want to be that person who's like hiking a mountain very unprepared because obviously it's quite dangerous. But that was us and we made it. We had a laugh about it. And then on top of that, we get to the summit, amazing time, incredible views, just breathtaking, to be quite honest. We walk back down. So probably about two and a half hours in total, I think, that it took us to hike the mountain and come back down because um, we're already halfway up. And then maybe a little bit longer. We get to the bottom and my mom realizes that she's left her backpack at the top of the mountain. So me and my sister have to start heading back up the mountain to try and retrieve my mom's handbag, handbag, backpack. And we have a time limit because the last chairlift is in like an hour. So we're literally sprinting up this mountain to try and get my mom's backpack from the summit to come back down honestly like we were just in disbelief that my mom had left her backpack at the top of this mountain and we were already quite exhausted from all the hiking that we'd done earlier in the day and then the summit <laughs> the, the image of us trying to basically sprint up this mountain in trainers my sister's got a handbag on her arm it must have been absolutely hilarious I just yeah um, I wish somebody had filmed that. Luckily, someone else was coming down the mountain when me and my sister got about halfway back up and they had my mum's backpack. Thank those people. If you're listening to this, thank you so much. You're the best people in the world. Um, yeah, so me and my sister did basically a hike and a half and that was very eventful eventually made it back down we were very hungry very tired had some food obviously and we also saw some incredible waterfalls whilst we were in Jasper and did um another hike which I can't remember the name of began with an M but all of if any of you are interested in some Canada recommendations just drop me a DM or look at my Instagram because I've basically tagged most of them there and the what that I was just talking about the other place we visited was a lake and we did a boat trip to Spirit Island and oh my gosh it was incredible and the water is supposed to be healing water so I took my shoes and socks off and stood in the water and it was just insane there was no one lives on the island it's just a tiny little island on this huge lake views again are absolutely insane and we just had the most incredible day and then after our time in Jasper, we drove to Banff. The drive from Jasper to Banff is breathtaking, incredible. And we saw so much nature. We saw a moose whilst we were there. We saw multiple elk. We saw deer. And 
loads of other little squalls and stuff and it was just so cute being amongst all the nature and um animals um and along the drive from Jasper to Banff there's also loads of lookout spots so you can park the car get out the car and look over lakes and waterfalls and things like that and again it was just breathtaking it is the most it's supposed to be one of the most beautiful drives in the world and a hundred percent would agree with that statement it's unreal if any of you go to Canada you have to drive you have to drive from Jasper to Banff specifically and then when we got to Banff again such a cute little place I did 7k runs managed to explore quite a bit of Banff doing that um and then we did Lake Louise and the other couple of lakes surrounding Lake Louise on the hike and again that was just so surreal incredible views if any of you go to Canada go see Lake Louise amazing one of the highlights of the trip I just I can't choose what was my favorite because it was all so incredible and it just blew me away so that was such a fantastic way of ending the trip we also had lots of delicious food one of the highlights in Banff was these parmesan potatoes like why don't they exist in more places I really don't know because it was unreal and something that I was reflecting on during my holiday experience which is something that me and Charlie spoke about in our most recent the flourishing society podcast is how much it adds to any experience in your life especially holidays when your relationship with food and your body image and your relationship with exercise is in a good spot because you're just so much more able to relax and be present in the moment and I'm so thankful for that and it really made me think about that and reflect on that this holiday because it's the biggest holiday I've been on since moving away from competing since my relationship with food body image relationship with exercise has been in a genuinely healthy spot where I've really noticed that difference because I went to Dubai shortly after my time competing but then I was definitely still recovering my thoughts were still very much quite largely consumed by food and exercise in my body and then last year when I went to Dubai and when I went to Italy I definitely noticed those improvements but when I went to Dubai I was still working so I had almost less space to notice those improvements and Italy was a shorter trip so this holiday where I actually had two weeks to really be present and reflect on those things it really hit me and it just transforms your holiday experience. Like I said, we spoke about it on our most recent The Flourishing Society podcast. So I won't go on about it for too long here, but I did just want to say how incredible it is when you work on those things and how much more present you're able to be, how much more relaxed you're able to be, how much you're actually able to properly rest because when your body image and your relationship with food and your relationship with exercise are in a difficult spot 
your thoughts are constantly on the go. Your thoughts are constantly consumed by either food, your body, worrying about your external appearance, worrying about putting on body fat, um, worrying about consuming enough protein, worrying about consuming excess calories, worrying about consuming certain foods or food sources, worrying about not exercising enough, losing muscle tissue, that it makes a holiday experience very stressful and actually takes away from your ability to rest massively. And it's you don't notice how much of an impact it has when you do have room for improvement in those areas sometimes until you make that improvement and you get to a place where you are genuinely healthy and you do have a good relationship with those things again because then you reap those rewards and you genuinely flourish and you feel so much more vibrant and so much more relaxed and you're such a better person to be around and it's just incredible how much it transforms you when you do that work. And this holiday really gave me an opportunity to reflect on that. So that's something that I wanted to share. So the most incredible time I did for the first time since I became self-employed in 2015, I took two weeks away from the bulk of my work. I still showed up on social media out of choice because it's something that I wanted to do. I also scheduled a few posts before I went out. So not all of the posts that went up were actually me being on my phone. Some of them were scheduled. And I only created content if it came naturally, which I did feel quite creative as a result of taking downtime, which is one of the benefits of it. But yeah, the first time since 2015 that I've taken two weeks off of work and it's the first time ever that I've taken time away from work where I've actually left my phone and I haven't been on my work phone because even previously so last year when I went to Italy with my family I took time away from formal check-ins but I still had my phone for WhatsApp and was still replying to client messages and was still very consumed by work the majority of the time I didn't really truly switch off. I really struggled with that. Whereas this time I did take that time away from client messages, time away from being responsive, actually gave myself permission to rest, which is something that I really struggle with. And it's a huge sort of breakthrough for me personally, because I find it so hard and so uncomfortable to take time away from work but it's something that I'm working on. I've got so much better with it. I'm so much more capable of resting. I am much more able to be present when I'm spending time with friends and family now, during social occasions. And I, you know, I'll leave my work phone at home, for example, if I go out for dinner. I won't even pick up my personal phone if I'm spending time with someone and we're out for dinner or we're doing an activity or something. Um, or if, you know, I've been on a date or something like that, I won't pick my phone up. Whereas in the past, I would have still been consumed by work doing any of those things. So I've made huge progress, but this was a huge step for me, being able to actually take time away from being responsive all the time for an extended period of two weeks. Huge step for me. And I'm so proud of myself and... I have genuinely reaped the benefits of it. And I just wanted to make a point of saying that 
it's not easy. It doesn't feel easy. And if you're someone who owns your own business, maybe you're a coach, maybe you're a personal trainer and you find it uncomfortable to rest, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it. Sometimes you have to lean into that discomfort and do it anyway to get more comfortable with it. And it will come with time. And just because something is uncomfortable doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it. It doesn't mean that it's not benefiting you. It might just be that you need to work on your relationship with that thing and lean into the discomfort of doing it anyway initially in order for it to become more comfortable and therefore more beneficial for you. So that's just some food for thought. And also just wanted to make a point of saying you're not alone if you struggle with resting, especially if you're in your own business. And there can be so many different reasons for that. Many of them can be quite deep rooted and can stem from childhood and different experiences that we've been through, but also just culture online and the sort of message that people put out and portray on social media who are online coaches and personal trainers as well. And I just want to remind you all that you never know what's going on behind closed doors. And everyone has different capabilities. Rest is important for everybody. And often the people who do paint this picture of working 24-7, they either don't really do that in reality or they will get to a point where they do burn out and they do have to pull back. So if you want to be delivering a great service over the long term and you want to be the best coach that you possibly can be over the long term, not just see short-term success and then that come crashing down on you because you've burnt out, then you need to schedule in downtime. You need to get comfortable with taking rest. It's so important in order to succeed. And if we can reframe rest as something that's productive, it will help you no end, both personally and professionally. And that is something that I've worked really hard on over the past few years. And it's something that I will continue to have to work on because it is not easy for me to just rest. So some food for thought there, but I just wanted to catch up with you all initially on this first podcast back. And I'm looking forward to providing you with more podcasts moving forwards. I have my strength and conditioning practical assessment on Saturday. So this week is a busy one, catching up on work after being back from Canada and also preparing for my practical assessment on Saturday. And then I... The weekend after is actually my birthday weekend. So that's going to be a busy weekend. I'm doing something with my friends on the Saturday. And then in November, I have my half marathon. I have my client meetup, which I'm so excited for. Basically just a social where I got all my clients together and meet them in person and allow them to form connections between each other, new friendships and form a community of like-minded people in person. That in-person human connection is so important. I might also have another event in November, which I will keep a secret for now, but maybe keep you posted with. And today is the first day of the last intake of 2023 of The Flourishing Coach. So, so excited to work with our incredible group of coaches. 
they are amazing. The first intake have absolutely smashed it and reaped the benefits of doing it both personally and professionally. And I'm so proud of each and every one of them for how they've grown and evolved. So that's been incredible. So excited for this next intake. And for you guys only who listen to the podcast, if you do want to jump on the last intake of this year, drop me a DM and I will get you on board as a last minute thing if you DM me by the end of Tuesday the 17th. So there's a little offer for you guys and you guys only because it's incredible and it will genuinely transform your coaching service. So let me know if you have any questions on that. Essentially, The Flourishing Coach is our mentorship course for coaches to help you better support your clients with their body image, relationship with food and physical health, including hormone health, such as PCOS and the menopause. And we have such an incredible community of like-minded coaches. We do small group calls to create community and answer all of your questions. There's a one-to-one element of the course as well. So you'll get one-to-one contact time with either me or Charlie. So drop me a DM if you have any questions. I hope you're all having a wonderful start of the week and I will see you all in the next one. Please let me know if you have any topics that you want me to cover and guests that you want on. I would absolutely adore to hear from you and make sure that you're signed up to my email list as well for more information.